Mary Jane is a black woman who was born in Soe to the proof around 1990-something. I'm joking, 1993. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and um, I spent most of my childhood uh, around the country. Um, I lived in Soweto for quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And after I moved to Limpopo, a small village called Marulani Ngampasele. That's where I spent significant amount of my childhood. And um, yeah, um, from a young age, I've always wanted to know that I want to occupy a career where I am, you know, respected in the community and (laughs) law was one of them. I remember when I was nine years old, I used to have this image. Um, we used to have someone in the family who was a practicing attorney, uh-huh. but they're not practicing anymore. And I used to look up, up look up to them so much. And when when I every time I see them wearing that robe and carrying that bag, I'm like, oh, when I grow up, I want to be that person. And that's where my um, love for the legal field um, started. And yeah. Um, I had a, a quite an interesting start to my legal career. Mm-hmm. So when I completed my matric, um, I applied to three universities. It was the University of Johannesburg and um, Nelson Mandela. I also applied to the University of Cape Town mm-hmm. to study law. But my second options, I don't know why at the time, I thought I would be great in politics. But politics was one of those options because they give you um, options to choose from if you don't get accepted to your first choice. So after completing my matric um, around December-ish, that's where we got our um, communication from the universities if you are accepted into a program or not. I unfortunately did not get accepted to study law at any of the universities that I applied for because I failed maths. I am so bad at numbers. I hate it. I hate it. I am not. (laughs) I am not shy to say that. I hate math. I hate hate numbers so much. So I didn't get accepted at any of the universities that I wanted to study LLB at the time. And um, growing up from a village, it's quite a... It's quite an interesting dynamic. Um, I've seen people who are older than me and my peers who were doing well in high school. Mm. After completing the tricks, they didn't have the privileges that I had to, you know, go to varsity and they would stay home, take a year, stay home the second year. And it's just a cycle of not doing anything beyond matric. I had to look at that situation and, you know, take a decision there and then that, even though I did not want to, you know, study anything in the media field or politics, mm-hmm. is this an opportunity? I'm go. Is this the opportunity that I'm going to look at and let it pass me, or should I just give it a try and you know, make a future for myself in whatever field that I find myself in? At that point, it was uh, the media field. Yeah. So I 
to Nelson Mandela Metropolitan University where I got accepted to study a, a national diploma in journalism and majored in broadcast. Um, <clears throat> so in my second year, I thought to myself, I might regret this. <laughs> I might regret not going after something I've always wanted to mm -hmm. do, which was study law. Um, I remember at the time I had um, 100 rands. I think it was 75 rands to do an application, the application fee at UNISA for the LLB program. And then I was thinking to myself, oh, should I just get chips and hot wings or should I just pay, <laughs> should I just pay this application fee? I was like, okay, fine. Whatever change I get from here, I'll get myself like slap chips or anything. Then I applied at UNISA. I got accepted. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I completed my national diploma while doing my first year in LLB and uh, everything went well. Uh, in 2015, I graduated with my national diploma in journalism. And throughout those years until 2019, when I graduated with my LLB, I've been working in the media industry. Mm. Um, worked for the SABC, independent media, and some of the biggest publications in the country. Um, and yeah, looking at the journey, um, I was very lucky considering that it wasn't something I was like, I, I was uh, passionate That's about. It was just yeah. something I found myself in. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And so from there, did you like then pursue? your studies while like working like how how did you eventually decide you know that you're going to be a, a lawyer on top of that you wanted to open your own practice where did that come from so my idea in the legal field has not always been to open my practice but yeah. ah, reality <laughs> reality so yes um in 2019 i graduated with my llb and um, i left one of the best companies in the world uh -huh. um, <laughs> yeah no, that's, and I that's get, i want to get into the the working your way up the the the, the legal ladder if you were you know how you know because i have a, a few friends um mm. graduated with their llbs and then they go do mm. their uh, articles and then yes, yes. they basically it's starting from the bottom and it's a long way up there so i'm very <laughs> interested for you like what made you say you know what i'm gonna go do it myself essentially <laughs> <laughs> So yes, um, from 2019, um, I went to serve articles at a small firm in Polokwane, Mwavelo uh, Attorneys, mm -hmm. where I got to learn so much. Um, we serve our articles for two years mm -hmm. and attend law school for six months, and then we write four board exams. I did that in a space of two years. And thereafter, I worked at another law firm here in Pulukwane. And I decided, you know what? The way my life is set up, I want to wake up and decide I want to go to the Kruger. <laughs> 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 so let me just do my own thing. 
Okay. But also, mm, but also, you know, the 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 legal field it's too saturated. Yeah. Employment you know? opportunities are quite hard to come by. Uh -huh. And even when they come by, there's a lot of uh, exploitation in these uh, firms. Mm -hmm. You get someone who is a GEO, a senior, getting paid really close to nothing. Yeah. So I decided, let me be, let me join the women in the field, in the legal field who are doing their own thing and are going to be the big um, female owned firms in South Africa. And I hope that we are on the right track to, to be that. Quickly, before we get into Mary Jane Patele attorneys, I want to talk about your journey while you are, you know, um, serving your art articles and working with, you know, firms. Because I, I, what you were talking about, how, you know, sometimes, you know, as, as young lawyers, you guys face a lot of exploitation. Like, what are the challenges within this industry because as you say there are a lot of people we see on Instagram who's like I just got admitted as uh, in the high court um, and I will be fair, I don't know what that means what does that mean that means you can practice law like can you break down like you know that that experience for you for you um, and how it shaped um, the type of law you are into um I would say um most of the challenges in in the legal field, especially for candidate attorneys, is mostly getting paid um, enough or sufficiently or reasonably to, you know, just be a normal employee. You get uh, candidate attorneys who get paid 2.5 a month. And, wow. you know, it's, yeah, it's just one of the things that I hope that all these um, organizations that... Uh, themselves to be for lawyers and trying to transform the legal field are things that they are looking into but um yes even the the, the abuse that candidate attorneys experience in some firms we hear these stories um those are some of the challenges that um candidate attorneys face before they get to admission and just generally, I think um, if you have someone in your family who is um, saving articles and, you know, trying to get to the position of being an admitted attorney, give them as much support as you can, because ugh, it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. Managing um, saving articles, that's like a full-time job. Law school, preparing for board exam is a lot. You need the support of family and friends to make it out. Yeah, yeah. When you decided to then open your own um, firm, you know, talk us through that. Like, sort of like from a business point of view, like what does it take for for someone mm -hmm. let's say that's been an, a candidate attorney um, for like four or five years and they're looking into establishing their own um, um, practice or business in law like what did it take for you to put it together because I see you work it's like you work with women all around and like what inspired that as well uh, for me it was more of um, you know I've watched my sister uh, I'm not sure if you know her Suela she owns Suela Wines yes I do I do. I actually interviewed her. 
<laughs> oh, that's great. I watched her build her business from nothing. Yeah. I was there when we were staying in a flat in Cape Town together and she literally had six bottles of wines and I've watched her build her brand mm. from that to what it is now to an award-winning wine brand mm. and you know I looked at that situation and I'm like hmm sis I think you and I cut from a different I mean, from a same cloth and a very special one. So I'm going to also go do my thing mm. and let's see how it goes. Yeah. And it, yeah, I decided last year, November, that you know what? Mary Jane Pachela sounds like a great name for a law firm. <laughs> <laughs> so Mary Jane Pachela Tennis will be out there and it will begin its uh, journey in uh, November. And I did that. So this, you are a few months in business. Yeah. <laughs> this is a new baby. Very new. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. And so like what kind of, um, you know, um, uh, I don't know, in, in law language, what, like, what do you, what services do you offer? And like... You know, a lot of people say when you, if you want to have a successful business, you must put it in these business hubs like Joburg, Cape Town, type of thing. And so you set up your firm in Bologuane. Like, what was also the 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 thinking behind that um that uh, decision? Um, for me personally, I think this is a controversial take, but uh, for me personally, I think you can run a successful business from anywhere, mm -hmm. especially for us as millennials, we have the advantage of technology. Mm -hmm. I can tell you that most of my clientele comes from Cape Town, Durban, Johannesburg, places that I can spend two months without visiting, but because of of the power of marketing and you know referrals from clients mm. um i get to reach those those uh clients so the thinking for me to have my firm in Bulugwani is for home ground advantage okay. i know that having having practiced three years in Bulugwani, when i need something from the magistrate court i know exactly who to go to mm. when i'm at the master of the high court and i'm registering a trust for a client and there's a delay, I know exactly who to contact. When I go to the high court to file um, to, I mean, um, pleadings and I can't find my file, I know exactly who to go to. So yeah. also just, you know, yeah, those are the things that, um, you know, at the top of my list. And also Polokwani is a small town, but also there's quite a lot of opportunities and and how did you go about like was it strategic that you like hired an all female team to be part of um you like your firm? Men are problematic. <laughs> <laughs> Men are problematic. I never expected that one, <laughs> even in the workplace. I'm joking. I just. I, Actually, it, it wasn't really uh, something I thought about, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm unhappy to employ competent and brilliant uh, male attorneys, 
but I really love working with black women. Mm -hmm. And I think that this century is one that should be able, or rather it should be the time where we put women forward, yeah. we empower women, we include them in these spaces and, you know, we progress together. And like, how has it been like? I mean, it's been a few months um, like what what challenges have you had to overcome you know to keep things going and making sure that you know you you're building a sustainable brand um, mm. and one that you know can you know be be competitive in 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 the market because law I mean you know there are a lot of firms ar around so mm. how would you say building your brand like what are the what have been the key things that were important for you to make sure that it's sustainable and keeps growing? I think the most important thing for me, I don't know if it's because uh, I've been in marketing before, mm. but the most important thing for me when it comes to my firm is accessibility yeah. and delivering quality legal services. The other stuff takes a backseat, but I need to make sure that my firm mm. appears as a reliable brand. Mm. But secondly, that clients can access me from anywhere in the world. And what are the services that you offer at your firm? Okay, at the top of the list, it's estate planning, which involves... Um, planning your estate when you are no no more mm -hmm. we do uh, family trusts we help you draft your wills and, and we also do administration of deceased estates which is to administer your estate when you when you're no longer mm -hmm. alive is that the proper way to put it <laughs> yes it's when no you're I mean, I, there's no, there's no way of actually saying it when you're dead. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yes, when you're, yes, when you're deceased, we, we administer your estate and make sure that the people that you're nominated in will get what you have um, allocated to them. Yeah. And we also do uh, civil litigation, which includes litigating various matters. Mm -hmm. We also to uh, personal injury, mostly road accident fund matters. Uh -huh. we, we also do uh, media law and insolvency. We also do labor law and family law. Okay. That's quite yeah. a wide catalog of, 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 of things you offer. Now, I want to get into like the controversial part. You know how people always say lawyers are expensive. Yeah law is expensive so how do how much do you charge exactly so where where do these expenses come from <laughs> let's say if i call mary jane i was like i'm in a, a fix this is what's happening i'm being sued whatever how much yeah. is call out a call fee or or whatever you call it on average is a lot expensive but getting out of trouble is expensive <laughs> <laughs> So, so the, the problem is with the clients, not the lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> so it depends, really. It depends. Um, 
Whew, this is such a, a like I ask, you know, I'm not even asking it in a in a how am I say yeah. like in a funny way, because I mm. ask because it's so important, especially amongst mm. black people, especially amongst young people. I think the reason why young people, um, and I will say black people are not yeah. um accustomed to making the use of law or 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 um sort of like um. Uh, being familiar with it is because yeah. we're just frightened by this mystical amount of money that we know we have to pay. Yeah. There's this yeah. stereotype about law or lawyers that they are expensive and inaccessible if you are poor or you know you don't have your finances in order. So what I'm trying yeah. to get from you is, can really anyone you know? Mm. Um, um, have the right to 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 legal representation, you know, regardless yeah. of the background. That's what I'm trying to get into, actually. Yeah. Okay. Let me just uh, answer it in a more of a general uh, yeah sense. So, say for instance, you want to draft a will. Mm-hmm. Most uh, law firms would charge you around uh, two thousand to four thousand, depending on the the size of your estate. Yeah, but some of the lawyers, of course, they will charge you a consultation fee on top of that. Could be anything from one point five to two point five. Mm-hmm. It depends on uh, the law firm. So let's say you also want to uh, register a family trust. They mm-hmm. would charge you anything from five point five up until ten thousand. Mm-hmm. If it's you know it deals with a lot of assets, it might even go to twenty. Say, for instance, you want to write on a letter of demand. I know it's common for most attorneys to to charge you a flat fee of 3.5 for a letter of demand. Mm -hmm. And things like appearances and, you know, sending emails. We have tariffs that are predetermined and updated regularly that we are encouraged to follow. But Mm -hmm. an attorney may may charge you more but not accessibly more. Yeah. So okay. we are not really that expensive. Okay. It's just your problems that are expensive. <laughs> <laughs> and I think um, when, when, when it just like comes to law, like what do you think makes people not be like open to to legal advice and, and and like certain legal matters or like anything it could be even in 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 terms of family planning drafting a will um um anti-natural contracts for marriage like what do you think makes people disregard the importance of taking care of legal matters in their lives I think mostly it's just access to um, this information, mm-hmm. but also sometimes uh, people just don't care. That's the also the other truth. Yeah. And the other aspect of it is that people think lawyers are expensive. Mm-hmm. It's more expensive to administer an estate where there was no will than an estate where you drafted a will and you were charged 2.5. Because you find that, um, let's say, for instance, you have children and you pass on without a will. Mm -hmm. In your estate, you have two properties. Mm -hmm. 
Mm. And to sell those properties, the consent of all the children will need to be obtained. But you find that there's one child who does not want to consent to the sale. That property might stay in the estate and accumulate municipal rates up until the time where those rates are the value of the property. But when it's more expensive than when you could have just done a will and allocated each child their share of the properties. Yeah. Okay, okay. It makes sense. It makes sense. Now, outside mm. of law, I am interested in, in 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 knowing like you as like a person. I mean, a lot of people will say they know you from Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like there's this um adventurous side of you as well that like loves traveling. And I think that's where your um your influencer business comes in. Like how how did that fit into like your hectic schedule? as a director of a law firm you make time you make time oh, enjoy um, it <laughs> yeah you make time you make time so i i try to like you know keep a balance because i can't really just be working on my law 24 7 even though i have to be on my feet every time where i see an opportunity i, I need to try and take advantage of it to benefit my firm but also I need to have a life outside of my firm yeah. and uh, traveling safari is one of the most beautiful thing that has ever happened to my life um funny story you won't believe <laughs> so <laughs> so um I started living travel in um what year was that um what year was that what year was that what year was that i think it was 2019 i oh. went on my first yeah i went on my first safari trip and i've never felt anything like that <laughs> like seeing wild animals at my big age i was like wow yeah. this this is this is this is me this is what i want this is the life that i want to give myself Mm. and it started from there I was like no I'm a safari girl and I started sharing uh, places where people can visit that are affordable in the country and that's how the whole travel influencing thing started I a lot of people probably like you know that intersection between like a lawyer and a lifestyle a person on the social media front, obviously. I think it's something that's very, very, very interesting. But it's generally speaking in terms of your career and your growth, I mean, you're still very, very young. Like, where do you see the Mary Jane Patelier brand growing um, on, the, on the firm front and also on the travel space? Ah, uh, wow. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I hope um I hope that I will be able to help a lot of people through my law firm. And I hope that, you know, in a year's time we can do a lot of pro bono work. Yeah. I'm very passionate about giving back to the community. Um I've been involved in a couple of um projects where we do um donations to various schools. So I hope that my firm would contribute so much mm. to the society, especially with uh, career um, development and all that. Uh, growing up in a village, 
Mm. I've never seen someone living the life that I am living. I've only seen it through TV. So Mm. I want to offer children who grew up in the same circumstances as me, the same opportunity to see that there is a world beyond what I saw as a child, apart from, of course, my uncle who was an attorney at the time. So I hope that through my film, I can do that. And I was saying to a friend that um, we should actually plan a trip with, um, get a couple of sponsors where we can take kids from um, disadvantaged uh, backgrounds and yeah. take them to the Kruger. Because, nice. yeah, you know, like uh, I'm from Limpopo and Limpopo is the heart of safari. Yes. And it's <laughs> it's so ridiculous that it only took me uh 20 what 28 years for me to see an elephant when i'm just a few hours away from the kruger national park you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so if i can offer someone that experience apart from them seeing an elephant in a textbook that would be great so i hope that through my travels there are some brands and organizations that could come together and then we can provide these kind of experiences for those children, you know. I know it's not like a big deal, but I'm sure they would appreciate seeing an elephant, a giraffe, a zebra, not from a textbook, but, you know, (laughs) in life, (laughs) in real Yes. So I hope that both of these things that I do on social media and in my firm are able to change people's lives, even if it's, you know, little simple things, you know, it doesn't have to be grand. I hear what you say. Oh, that's so sweet. That is really so sweet. I wish you all the best. Um, thank you very, very much for making time for this. I really enjoyed our chat. Um, and all the best with your law firm, your travel experiences um, and everything that you do. Thank you so much and thank you for inviting me.